Chicago. This is Bruce Dumont with our Beyond the Beltway analysis of national politics, featuring occasional injections of rumor and innuendo, all offered up by our panel of political insiders, pundits, power brokers, public servants, professors, and most importantly, plain-speaking Americans from coast to coast. Tonight, featuring commentary by Rebecca Abraham, Mike Miller, Celine Muakil, and Doug Truax. Our program tonight coming to you from our home base at the Museum of Broadcast Communications in Chicago, the Paul and Angel Harvey Radio Center. And again, tonight's broadcast, uh, there will be no phone calls. We are live, however we are live, but uh, no phone calls because of some, uh, some technical snafus with the phone company. But again, if you'd like to email us a comment, it's Bruce Dumont at museum.tv. If you want to tweet me a comment, it's at Dumo, at D-U-M-O. And again, uh, you can watch the, uh, the audio and the video version of what will be our TV show tonight at beyondthebeltway.com. And uh, tune in, you'll find out uh, it'll be a program different than the one you are listening to right now uh, because of the way that uh, we uh, we interchange the radio and television shows. But, again, we've got lots to talk about. In the second hour, we're going to have a different panel that will join us, and they will be talking about the Kennedy assassination and some of the information that was recently released by the government. A lot of people feel that still there's a lot of information not uh, been released. They want to know why, and, again, there will be a discussion of that uh, in the second hour of this evening as we head towards the anniversary on November 22nd of President Kennedy's assassination in Dallas, Texas. But we've got lots to talk about. I don't even know where to start, but the one thing I want to talk about, obviously, the issue of sexual harassment has really, it's dominated the news both in Hollywood and now in Washington for the last uh, almost three weeks now. And uh, it's it, it, it's an issue that, that I think transcends politics and uh, I, I'm I'm hearing more people talk about it uh, because everybody's got an opinion on it. Uh, Rebecca Abraham, let me start with you. Uh, you are a Democrat. You're a, car, you're a board member of Mommy Mom and Baby. Yeah, now called We Will. We, oh, and, we just rebranded. Okay. So, and, uh, yeah. What is your take on this story and and the the bipartisan nature of some ickiness that's out there? So I want to start off saying by it's not. A women's issue it's actually a men's issue um, mm-hmm. because I think men have a lot to learn um, about what to do and what not to do and I'm glad we're finally getting there as a society I think there needs to be a major culture change um, I do feel like this is something that Democrats and Republicans can work together on um, it's interesting to see both sides kind of have flaws in the same week and I think that we should hold everyone to the same standard, uh, regardless of party. Uh, it's a shame what happened to Al Franken, um, a fan, but I still think he should have his feet held to the fire in the same manner as Republicans. Doug Truex, one of our card-carrying Republicans, West Point graduate. Uh, your reaction, Doug, to the whole issue? Yeah, I think that uh, it's an interesting time in history uh, based on all these things that are coming out. I, I do think that as I look at, you know, you're talking about the, an issue that kind of transcends politics. Culturally, I do see that we've had this probably 30, 40 years of an over-sexualized culture. we got Hollywood, you know, all this, the, the things that come out now are simply amazing. Uh, we got a, peop- a lot of folks on the left, not to politicize things, mm-hmm. but a lot of folks on the left saying, let's take God out of everything. And then I don't think that we should be overly shocked as we go forward as we have more and more people misbehaving. Especially, and I with, I'm with you about the men thing. I, I get that side of it, but I also think that this kind of comes with where we are as a culture. 
And uh, we definitely have to work on it, no doubt about it. And I completely agree with you that we should have a uh, we should have shouldn't have a double standard. It should be uh, a, a good standard across the board. But I think this is an, uh, an issue, like you said, it transcends politics, and we got to address it as a culture. Salim, is it a is it a watershed moment? Salim kill from in these times. Yeah, I mean, I think it is. Um, it, it's a it's an indication of how the culture is shifting. I mean, you know, I wish there was another word, but we're in a new new paradigm, actually. I mean, and, and a lot of people are getting trapped in the shift. Uh, there, there, are, there are things happening in, in our culture that is uh, a, a, different, a different way of looking at, at our relationships, our gender relationships, than, than it's different than it used to be. I mean, many of us, many of us were socialized yeah. in that kind of a what, what I call really a rape culture. Is is it different in the black community than in the white community? Because the outrage appears to be because it was started with Harvey Weinstein mm -hmm. in in Hollywood, and then it's gone to other uh, Hollywood stars. It seems to me that the outrage initially was all from the left. They were outraged that people of their own political persuasion had acted so poorly, mm. and then you know Roy Moore comes along. Mm -hmm. But within the broader democratic field within the african-american community mm -hmm. is there outrage or is are some of these things not viewed as as serious as they might be in the white liberal community um bruce you have a you have a unique ability to to penetrate into the kind of colloquialisms the cultural colloquialisms of uh differing people and that is absolutely true in right. the black community there's a different there's a different emphasis placed on these kinds of offenses. I think a lot of black women are more used to those kinds of excesses and have learned to incorporate that kind of behavior into their expectations, perhaps. Perhaps that's it, because there is a, there is a, um, a, a tendency in, in the African-American community to emphasize masculinity and sexual conquest in the same kind of way. Mm -hmm. uh, that has been a, a problem in the African-American community, primarily because black men haven't been able to share in the patriarchal privileges of white men. And so they, they, exempt, they exaggerate the privileges that they do share. And that is, you know, this, this, kind, of, uh, this kind of masculine pre, you know, uh, prerogative. Mike Miller from uh, DePaul University joins mm -hmm. us. Uh, Mike, uh, hot topic of the university, it, it, I would assume. Oh, it is, it is very much the case. And uh, I agree with what Doug said. But going back to the original comment about what has happened over the years, I don't want to say I predicted this, but in the 1990s when Bill Clinton was president, I hate to go back to Mr. Clinton, these types of actions were dismissed in the women called nuts and sluts. Mm. And it was said this is just about sex. I think this is when it was all of a sudden almost okay to do these kinds of things. I was outraged. I thought he, I thought he, sh he was a decent president, even though he wasn't my guy. He was a decent president. But I said at the time, a man has no character. Any man who would, who would do what he did to his wife has no character, and I can't trust a man who would do that to his wife. Yeah. And, and everybody said, oh, no, that's just about sex. And these women, again, nuts and sluts is what they were called. No, and, and there were corporations that paid him hundreds of thousands of dollars to give speeches. He was, into some, in some circles, one of the most popular Democrats on the face oh, of sure. the earth. And he was invited to be the keynoted speaker at the 2012 Democratic National Convention yeah, this by is Barack Obama. Right. So now suddenly, oh, no. What, and well, think, about what Gloria, wait, wait, think of what wait, Gloria Steinem said. I, I admit, and talk about the... Uh, uh, the you know, uh, no, 
men, and it, it has been all men on both sides, have acted terribly. Absolutely. Um, we could go back before Bill Clinton and talk about Clarence Thomas, and that's actually where the nuts and sluts came from, yeah. is when everyone attacked her. There was no physical. There was not even accusations of what he said. was all just some dirty jokes. was right, um, and he definitely didn't have the same downfall that Monica Lewinsky had. Her life was ruined. And Her he life was completely ruined Over something it, consensual. Yes. And he was the one in the power place. He was he, the person of authority. Here we, here we go again. Here we go, Politicizing. Want, right? Politicizing it all, all over. Um, of course not, because well, it reflects family. You know, we can't family repeat history. We could only go... <laughs> Forward. Uh, uh, the issue here, the common like denominator. The, I'm, we're going to close for a break. The common denominator here, which is why there's bipartisanship on some of these issues, is hypocrisy. Yes, yes. It's hypocrisy right. is an issue that we're talking about, among other issues. Bruce Dumont back in Chicago. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. No phone calls, but we've got a lively conversation. We're talking about uh, sexual harassment and the charges, and we're going to get to Roy Moore and Al Franken in just a moment. But here's a question that I have for you, uh, Rebecca. Sure. And I, I have heard this question asked of me, I would say, almost as many times from women as from men. And the women are of, a, of an older age. They're over 35, 40 years old. And uh, not that that's old, but uh, the question is, why did it take the women so long to come forward? They they specifically are talking about Roy Moore. I, I mean, I have an forty answer. years <laughs> is a long time. Yeah, he's been a public figure for a long time, and and forgive me, I think a lot of people are suspect that this thing comes out. Why didn't it come out, you know, a month ago when he was involved in a primary? Because it probably would have sunk him. So there's. Two answers to that. Um, the first one, I think, is being a woman. I think when I say this, I stand for millions of other, other women who've experienced oh. the same thing. Is all of us have at some point been sexually harassed or sexually assaulted? Um, I don't know any woman who hasn't been. I have, um, and I know my experience as well as hundreds of other women that I know. Um, once you come out, and you learn this very young too. You learn this in high school, um, if not college at the very latest by 19, once you speak out against a man who has assaulted you or harassed you, you are viciously attacked, your character is assassinated by men and other women, friends or colleagues of that man. So you learn very quickly that there's... And in the Roy Moore case, if this woman had come out during a hotly contested primary, would she have been treated the same way? I mean, the issue of why well, she waited for why part, she waited forty years. Part My two question the, is, why, why two, didn't she come out four weeks earlier? Part two of the answer is the Harvey Weinstein scandal has actually given women kind of a motivating fire to do this and do this now because now the paradigm has shifted and we're in a culture where it's okay to say what happened to you without fear of attack. Um, a year ago, two years ago, if you spoke out, you, your character would be assassinated. You would be attacked. People would look at where, what you wore, where you were, you know, who you dated, um, all of that. And now it is not socially acceptable to question any of that. Well, we're not perfect yet, but we're getting there. I've seen, you know, friends in the media that I know um, talking about this issue and other issues, and when a man comes in, because I'm sorry, it's always a man, I'm, you know, I hate to, you know, it's okay. get everyone in a box. It's all right. 
Um, but when a man there will be other there'll be other there'll be other stories at times. I'm I'm sure. Sure. When uh when a man says like, well, what was she wearing? What's her motive? Um, other women jump on him instead of you know joining with or defending him and saying, are you victim shaming? Like, what do you think you're doing? Like, it doesn't matter. And especially with the um, and this is where again. I like Al Franken's policies, but he did a very bad thing. Um, I didn't like when people were blaming the woman and saying, what were her motivations? Was, is it because she's a Trump supporter? Is it because she's a Republican? I don't care if she's from Mars. Um, I, when women accuse men of doing bad things, we should believe them. Because only, I think, the statistics came out 2% lie about assault or rape or harassment. There's no reason to lie, and the numbers are typically with the do you, woman. Do you believe, uh, Mike Miller, have we reached a point in this country where an allegation is the same thing as a conviction? If we have, that's a disaster. Because is it a disaster? It is a disaster. There's no Doug, doubt. Doug is nodding his head. Yeah. Do you agree with that, Salim? Well, we all I have to do that. When, when, once that's the case, well, all I have to do to when, destroy when, you is accuse you of something. Well, when you're in a when you're in a situation in which the culture is shifting so rapidly, it's such a difficult terrain to stand on. Uh, where do you where do you draw a line? I mean, is it what what Roy Moore did was probably more acceptable when he did it in the, in the historical context. Right. What Al Franken did was probably more acceptable acceptable in the historical context. We're looking at it in retrospect. And so the, to make that kind of judgment is always very difficult, and we have to be very careful about not falling into a moral panic. Yeah, and you this. can also ask all the members of the, uh, the Duke lacrosse team yeah. about accusations, whether an accusation is equal to the truth. Yeah, there you go. That's, they almost right. You have to be careful about that. You have to and be it was a lie. And if you, it, it was on an exaggeration. university campuses right now, the number of hoaxes that exist with regard to race the Rolling Stone and story. ethnicity... It's just mm -hmm. outrageous. People mm -hmm. are lying through their teeth. You know, I think That's there, why there you are... you must listen to them, but you can't then convict them. There has to be a process. And if I have any problem with the, Ray, the Roy Moore thing is, it's 40 years old. How do you even prove which one is telling the truth? But Frank and, uh, and Weinstein, they've all admitted, and uh, Spacey, they've admitted it. That's good, but, well, but you don't I, destroy I don't think we should give Roy Moore a pass because I'm not he hasn't a pass. admitted. If he were, if he were he running, definitely I would did not. Like that. I would not yeah, that is pretty him. ironic. You know, He's people get punished for dude. being truthful. Yes. You know, I'm glad people are. I think a step is apologizing for men who've committed terrible things. I think mm -hmm. saying I'm sorry is part of the process, right. um, and I do believe that um, we should believe victims, and then at the same time go forward. And have trials and have you know like yeah, do ethics that, committees. But aren't you, aren't, you, aren't, you, aren't, aren't you basically saying in the context when you said they should be believed? Aren't you basically telling us that any woman that steps forward and tells it ma makes an accusation, they should automatically be believed, and every man that denies it should be ignored? That's what I'm. That's what I'm hearing I, you I say. I am saying that, that only right. one gender. I, is absolutely. I mean, without if a man without sin. Of, I believe everybody, if they say that they are a victim of rape, assault, 
man or woman should be believed and then we should go forth with you know a trial or a process just a process to see if innocent and guilty i'm not saying that people aren't innocent until proven guilty i'm just saying whoever comes forth with an accusation should be believed just like if somebody comes in with physical assault we don't say well i don't know if somebody is beaten over the head and they tell somebody we typically believe them and go forth with our criminal or civil process here's here's the problem is that we're living in a culture of just untruth Right. There are lies flying around everywhere, and this Roy Moore thing, if, if it's proven, the guy should step aside. If he makes it in, there's all kinds of things he can do if, it, if that's all real. But the problem is, like Bruce was saying, I think, if you're, getting, if you're getting close to an election, and then lo and behold, all these people start coming out. We're in a place in time. That's a very important seat. Democrats would be more than happy, no pun intended, to have somebody else in that spot because it's a very critical time. And I will tell you, my PAC has done a ton of research on the Fusion GPS thing. And the whole Russia collusion thing, the whole Mueller special investigation thing was started by this dossier that was a pack of lies, funded originally by a Republican donor, then double funded by the DNC and Hillary's campaign. And here we are in this time where there's no proof, but there's this, all these allegations. So I think that we just, while I agree with you that we need to live in a different time and men need to be careful and, and you think about what they're doing, we cannot get to a place where just because a woman says something, it's automatically true. But, but, that's, but I, uh, I mean, that's, that's bonkers. Here, you know, if somebody you but here, assaults but, you physically but, and you go to the police, they're not, they don't but here, ask you, but, you know, but, but, they're not like, we can't try must, this. But but you're right, they don't. Sure. You're right, they don't. But just because somebody says, somebody says, oh, I got harassed by this guy that's now running for office. Okay, this is, Even I'm sensitive to this topic because I ran for office, says and this can happen to people. Them. Like, well, fine. Every, he wrote in somebody's yearbook. But let's yearbook look at this. As we a, could, uh, uh, by the way, look, in, in, the, in the case of Roy Moore, uh, I, th- I, I believe the women, even though I'm very suspect about the timing of it, okay? Mm-hmm. But, but, I, but I believe them. But, my, but I'm, I'm getting back to what you said, nobody else. Sure. And I'm trying to get my hands around the fact that you're basically saying that a woman, any woman, should be believed. Or man. Anyone. No, you didn't say that. You said basically every woman should be believed. So you're, 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 you are deni- you, you denying, that. let me finish my well, point. Okay. You are denying the fact that there are some women, as well as many men, who will make up stories for whatever reason, to get even, to get some money, to get notoriety, whatever it is, not 100% of the women are 100% telling the truth all the time. There, That's my point. There I mean, are so there's, there's, there's few no universal truth here. people who lie about this kind of thing where we shouldn't punish millions of other people for the bad deeds of one or two people who But we have to look at this and how it's practiced. And if you want to see how it's practiced, go to university campuses and the whole fight over Title IX. The number of men whose lives have been destroyed by false accusations and they've gone to court because the university wouldn't handle it right and the students have won. Where they don't even, they're not even allowed to bring in exculpatory evidence. They're not allowed to bring in text that show that the woman really wanted him there. It wasn't, it was a consensual action. Where there's no cross-examination. The woman makes the, the accusation and she's immediately called a victim. That's preposterous. 
She's but, uh, she's alleging something. But the data so shows have, that only two percent of all well, people I, um, make. I've I mean, heard that the, before. It's Boy, the data. it's gone it's down from eight to two. I know it's amazing. Does that make sense to you? Two percent. Absolutely. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. You think? I, I, I just I don't. It, in, especially prior to two months ago, any woman who came forth with an alle allegation was attacked. It's not worth it if you weren't truthful. I don't know why some of them were attacked some of them were attacked by Hillary Clinton as oh, part of an time. orchestrated campaign mm. against anyone that's a, the bimbo eruption eruption squad mm. you know what I mean trailer park you never know what you're going to get mm -hmm. and of course that was Paula Jones is what you were going to get well, see, the, the burden of truth the burden of truth is on the this patriarchal culture for centuries, women have been um, lo looked at as inferior to men yes, uh, by, by this yeah. culture, and I, I think it's for me. us to for me. us for us to deny that. I think is is is, is to be ostrich-like elements of society. Well, yes. no, I think I think in general, in general, there's been, there's been a patriarchal bias in in, in, in Western society. We got a pause. Not, not just the West, but no, many societies. No phone calls tonight, but uh, lots of spirited conversation. To deny that, I think is is. Um, Bruce Lamont back in Chicago. We are talking about uh, sexual harassment. And uh, I want to go back. Uh, one, one quick question, a political question. Is, is the Republican Party in a bigger pickle if Roy Moore wins or if he loses, Doug? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> I guess part of What are they hoping for, a tie? This, yeah, <laughs> right. I, uh, I think it comes down to the allegations being true. Mm -hmm. If they're proven to be true, then it's a problem, a big problem for the Republican Party. But if they're not true, how are they, then, in, 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 um, how are they going to be true in the three weeks we have to determine that? Well, that, well no, I mean, like, it, yeah. it, well, we're going to see what the what the folks in Alabama yeah. think about all this, and they're going to vote. And so, if he actually wins, and then it's proven to be true, then I think it's going to be a, a real problem for the Republican Party. What uh, What is your take? What are the folks of Alabama going to do, uh, Salim? Uh, I think they're gonna um, they're going to elect uh, Judge Ro um, Judge Moore. Judge Moore, what yeah, do you I think, th I uh, think Rebecca? So. I unfortunately think that he might win um, because I'm nervous that people would rather have a person uh, who's allegedly a child molester um, or at least statutory rapist um, as their senator than a Democrat, and I think this is bad for the Republican Party because um, I believe a couple of the senators said that they will um, immediately have a committee in a trial to actually have him removed from the Senate. In, 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 in one respect, as a Democrat, isn't he a great issue to have around? And, mm -hmm. and, and for political purposes, wouldn't it be good if he was elected to the Senate? Because it's only because it's only going to focus. No, in politics aside, it's really, bad to really. elect somebody who is even though the Republicans probably couldn't get person. traction on any other subject because the news media will be harping on it. No, I, as well the Democrats. I I I agree. I I hope he he's already he's losing. By the way, yeah, uh, he's the, eight the polls are eight yeah. to nine points under, and I'm I'm happy with that. I, he gives me the creeps just looking at him. The guy just gives me the creeps, and I wouldn't have supported him uh, if I were in Alabama being the person that I am. Yeah. But um, I think the Republicans are asking for nothing but trouble. Um, if, they, if he gets elected, it's going to be something they can hang over the Republicans in addition to Trump. So you'll have somebody should the, in the president, should the president do more 
or is the president trapped by his own he, past uh, indiscretions? He, of course, he's trapped partly by his own indiscretions, but for the good of the country, if nothing else, he should say, get out, either wait and move the election to January, let the Republicans pick another candidate or whatever, uh, try to get more out. But the alternative is you simply, uh, a Democrat will win, and that's life. Doug? I'm not so sure the Democrat's gonna win. Oh, I think the people of Alabama are not the same people of Illinois. No, they're of, not. Uh, <laughs> right. I mean, I spent time. I've, I was uh, uh, raised in New Mexico in a small town, and uh, you know, I spent time in the South, and I and I know it's it's not the country is not all one country across the board. So I think that no. they might elect them, and and they're the ones we get to watch it from the outside to some degree, and they're living it moment by moment. So we'll see what happens. How d during this time when the Democrats are enjoying, I would, I'll use that term, enjoying Roy Moore twist in the wind and the Republican Party twist in the wind and, and, and Mitch McConnell going absolutely apoplectic uh, about the possibility of what he's going to be dealing with. Um, is this going to keep the Al Franken issue alive and well only because it's going to be viewed by some as tit for tat? And, you know, there, there's going to be an, an, an equality, an equation well, as symmetry. to how a symmetry as to how these folks are going to be handled. Uh, and it certainly the, removes, would you say this certainly removes him from the consideration for the 2020 presidential Democratic nomination? I do. Okay. I, as I, I heard someone last week before this broke this, yeah. said well, I, I he mean, was he, the front runner. For oh my gosh. gosh. I don't <laughs> think he would be a good candidate because what he did was bad. Is it the same as what Roy Moore did? No, it's not in the same universe. What, <laughs> um, what he did what, was bad. What, why is that? What I think, Roy Moore, Moore, did I think is, Moore is going to win. I think he will indicate that this country, this country is moving in a populist direction, like much of the West, and. Um, I think it will indicate to a lot of people, like Trump's election indicated, that you don't have to, you don't have to be consistent in your moral view. You you just have to be, uh, you have, just have to have a blind allegiance to a. Don't party. you have to be consistent in your moral view if you're a Democrat? Um, now you do. Yes, you do. Uh, you didn't in the past, like you were yeah, talking about Bill Clinton. There was a vast inconsistency when it came. What do you th what do you what do you make of uh, Senator uh, Gillibrand uh, basically calling out? Bill Clinton said that he should he should have resigned, and then obviously getting Hillary Clinton responding, because uh, she is Hillebrand has been a recipient of a lot of uh, you know Clinton support over the years. I agree with her, mm -hmm. but there's a big but. We do not drag Hillary into this because what the failings of her husband are not right. her fault. Ah, but oh, no, 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 come no, on. There, no. Who was it? There, that, and there was, was no way she led the won. attack upon the women. It was Hillary. She attacked those women consistently. The very thing she talked about. about right. Mike, 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 but right, I'm gonna, it was self-defense. Mike, Mike, I'm going to stick up for Hillary Clinton. Oh, you are. I am. Because you know what? You're so sincere. Absolutely. No, well, I am sincere. Okay. <laughs> she should not be held for the sins of her husband. Agreed. She should be held as a political leader who ran for president twice and in each election looked like it was a lock. Oh, yeah. Lock lock in win, and she blew the election twice. Yep, I agree with that on her own. And up until that election, right. she refused to recognize her role in what happened in the nineties. She and she refused to take advice from Bill Clinton that probably would have helped her win the second time. 
She, she, you're, I don't want to say you're too young yep. to remember this. I, I remember I, it explicitly. She led the attack against these women. And I, I speaking I, of talk attacks, about a wonderful woman. And I, and I should say, speaking I, of attacks, speaking of attacks, there are some people who are very fearful that there will be an attack on the United States by North Korea. No Ooh, chance. I'm switching the gears. Okay. Switching the wow. gears. Doug, no chance. You <laughs> are the you are our military expert. Uh, you U.S. Army. Uh, what was your uh, um, rank when you retired? Captain. Captain. Mm-hmm. And you ran for the United States Senate in a Republican primary and were unsuccessful. And you're a graduate of West Point. You now had a group called uh, uh, Resurrection uh, Restoration. Restoration Pack. Uh, the president had what at least the media, some in the media, have described as a triumphal visit to uh, Asia. How would you describe um, his conduct there and what he said? And uh, are we closer or further from eventual military conflict with North Korea based on that trip? Well, I don't know how how close we are to military conflict. We're closer to a solution, and I'll tell you why. Strategic patience was not a solution. That was a dumb idea, and it got us to where we are with North Korea. With no war? And, um, well but they have nuclear weapons and they could threaten Seattle and they could even, uh, if they get those things on an ICBM, we got major problems, which is what they're working on. So I think what Trump has done with Mattis and Tillerson is that he's pushed it to a place where they think, um, at least the Chinese believe now, that we will do something. So there, I I think there's a new sense of urgency with the Chinese to get uh, their, uh, I heard somebody describe them as, as you know, their pit bull you know, under control before there's a problem because nobody wants war. They don't want it either. Uh, we certainly don't, but something has to get done, and I hope the Chinese can pull it off because I think everybody's believing now that we will uh, preemptively strike them if we have to because if they can put a, a nuclear uh, weapon, on a nuclear uh, warhead on ICBM, we are all in trouble. And did it bother you, uh, the, the lack of comments about uh, – uh, human rights violations in the Philippines when he was in the Philippines with the president who has this uh, uh, talk about a mm-hmm. war on drugs. He's got mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't really appreciate um, I don't appreciate what I'm seeing sometimes with Trump. It almost feels like he gets uh, a little taken in personally mm-hmm. by some of these leaders. And and I do think that uh, uh, he does have to Remember that he is representing, you know, the citizens of the United States of America, not necessarily, you know, himself in that personal moment. So with the Philippines, yes, I, I'm with you. I think that there should be more done. Uh, I think there should be more done around the globe with our, uh, with our financial, our political, our diplomatic power to bring bad actors into a, a better, uh, better place. Uh, Salim, what's your take on, 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 the, on the trip? Um, I, I, I feel that um, if, if, his his outreach to, to China is is, is uh, successful. You know his his um, attempts to convince China to get mm-hmm. involved more deeply involved in North Korea. I think that's a good thing. I think that would be a good outcome. Um, all, do you think he has the Do you think he has the capacity to to deal with China in maybe even a more effective way than Richard Nixon did? He may. He may have that capacity. I think you're right. I think um, when when it comes to those kinds of delicate international relations mm-hmm. people like Trump those kinds of players those those kinds of unorthodox um, 
players uh, do stand a better chance of, of really affecting some, some positive change. Rebecca, is there anything you can say about that trip that made you more comfortable about Donald Trump? No. <laughs> He's still <laughs> a national embarrassment. His tweets about North Korea are embarrassing. I feel like he pushes us more towards war with his irresponsibility. He shouldn't be talking national military policy in 140 characters. <laughs> it's just, it's embarrassing. His, his it emba was it relationship it, was it, was with the president Was it embarrassing the way he was received by the leaders of the nations that he visited? That's the question. I mean, what you think about I mean, it? Because we're, we're going to a break. I want to get Mike's they, response. Oh, just one second. We got a break. Sure. But but think about it. The respect, the rece the reception that he received in the Asian capitals, uh, positive. But you don't think so. And I'm going to let you tell the audience why when we come back. No phone calls tonight. I'm Bruce Dumont. Wherever you're listening from coast to coast and border to border, thank you very much for being with us in the second hour this evening. An in-depth discussion of the Kennedy assassination and the recently released files. Bruce Dumont back in Chicago. Thanks very much for uh, joining us uh, this evening. We've been talking about uh, the president's trip to Asia. And, uh, Rebecca, you uh, you have no confidence in, in uh, what he had to do there. Mike Miller? Um, I, I go with how Doug, do do? I think uh, China holds the key. I believe something like 90% of all the goods that are imported into into South, uh, North Korea come from China. And China doesn't want war for two reasons. One, if there was a war and the South and the United States won, there would be a unified power right next to their border. And secondly, the number of people who would cross the border, across the river, and into, into China would be opp very oppressive for, o China, uh, for China. So I think China is, uh, they thought they had something as a wedge. And now they have something which I think is they've got a, a, what's the old expression, the tiger by the tail, and they've got to get this tiger under control. When a president of the United States goes to a foreign nation that has a virtually a, a abysmal record in human rights like the Philippines, mm. should he bring it up in conversation? Should it, should it be? He certainly should is bring it, it up in conversation with the leaders, and he should either say nothing or be noncommittal in public. Uh, unless he wants to attack, that would be fine. But you certainly don't, you don't build them up as they're somehow superior. And so one aspect, he has to put this country on one side or the other. Yeah, in right. That right. Case. Uh, he can do it subtly. He can do it um, quietly, but he has to do it. Would and you, he hasn't done that. Would yet. you acknowledge that that uh, you know one of the things that he has been charged with is that he. Uh, he has, ha has hit squads for uh, drug dealers oh, and even yeah. hit squads for drug users. Mm -hmm. yeah. How many people in this country, uh, at least when it comes to drug dealers, would say maybe that's not such a bad idea? <laughs> oh, oh, God. No, no, no. No, you know. No. no. I mean, no. See, the, the, how this, many this of the 62 million people who voted for Donald let, let Trump me, let me say also, would in, say in, that's a horrible idea? In the 60s, in the late 60s, in the, the Black Panther Party uh, mutated to and the Black Liberation. And you were a member there. Yeah, mutated the to the Black Liberation right? Army. And one of the planks of the Black Liberation Army was to attack the drug dealers in the black community because they right. were they were committing chemical yes. warfare on black people. Right. That was the line. And so black drug dealers were on were, were targets. In fact, Rap Brown, who was busted in, in New York City, was busted attacking a black drug dealer who had co who had connections with the police department. Do you do you believe that 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 dynamic still exists? 
there's a, a growing there's a growing movement within the black community to be more explicitly violent with those those kinds of miscreants in our community. Uh, there is that, and then, I'm not a I'm not a fan of that, but it is there's a how growing it, sentiment. How does it manifest itself? Is oh. it a is it a is it a uh, vigilante force? I mean, uh, there, there's a, there's there's some vigilante um, sentiments. Um, Connected with with a concealed carry, and 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 whatnot, serious movements in, in the community to deal with those issues. What's your reaction mm. to that, Rebecca? I think as how I does that play on the North Shore? <laughs> 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 well, I'm, I'm originally from the South Side. Um, <laughs> a lot of people forget that. Um, I mean, I don't think we should murder anyone. No. Period. Um, but we definitely shouldn't punish people without a trial. Um, and I think, again, crime, drugs, poverty. It's all so people should not be crimes. punished without a trial. Abs- no. So Roy right. Moore yeah. deserves a trial. <laughs> yes. However, it is different when you are running for political office. Right. It, he has then very strong accusers. Of course, he should have a trial and not go to jail. But the. But we should just. Well, John John McCain said it didn't make any difference what the what the charges were. He should be yeah. out. You he know how I feel about to... John McCain. <laughs> I know. But he should be out it, just because he's be running for public that. office. Um, there's a different standard than if you're a regular citizen or if you want to go for public office yeah. as a regular citizen. If you commit the crimes that Roy Moore allegedly did, then, yeah, you should still have a criminal trial. Um, I don't think you run for public office. If I do anything terrible, well, you, I should pre- run. If the president had, had verbally gone after uh, the, the Philippine president, uh, would that have been a good thing, Doug? Would he, first of all, would, have any, would anybody have given him credit for it? <laughs> a, tree, a tree falls in the woods. Um, you know, uh, probably not. He wouldn't have got any credit for it. And uh, but should he have done it? Well, because um, I mean, we, we we have all kinds of presidents, and they go to all kinds of places, and they visit with people who whose political philosophy we do not like, and we don't always stick it to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, Barack Obama when he's traveled around the world, I mean, there's been times he's zipped it. He hasn't mm-hmm. said what it's really well, is. I think I think is what Mike was saying is that at times you have to um, have those conversations, and sometimes it's more useful than others to have them behind the scenes, absolutely, in a very uh, very explicit manner, as opposed to putting it out in public, and then the guy goes ballistic on you, and you don't get anywhere. And speaking there's a about putting it out in public, speaking about putting it out in the public, the Republicans have put it out in public with their tax bill. Of the tax uh, plans that are out there, uh, is geez. the House, you got the Senate. Yeah. Is there one that uh, meets your measure uh, of perfection? It's going to be something in between. I would probably go with the House version rather than the Senate version. But the key is to foster economic growth. And you do that long time by doing actions which will increase labor participation and that will raise productivity. That's what will make our country better over the world. And it has and to it be done this corporate, year. corporate tax cuts will do that. It yeah, is. they will. Yeah, they will. Okay. They Productivity has risen the last 40 years. Wages have remained stagnant. Corporations no, yeah. are making all of the money. Workers are making nothing. It, this is a terrible tax bill. I didn't. Oh, every week yeah. when the Republicans come out with a terrible bill, I think it's not going to get worse. But this bill is the worst. On that note, we want to thank Rebecca Abraham for being with us tonight. Mike Miller, Salim Muakil, and Doug Truex. Thank you all for being with us in hour number one of our lively conversation this evening with no phone calls. And hour number two, we'll be talking about the Kennedy assassination and the recently released files and how many files have not yet been released. 
I'm Bruce Dumont. Don't go away. Jefferson Morley and Hill 11 join us in our next hour. I'm Bruce Dumont. Thanks for joining us tonight on Beyond the Beltway. Chicago, it's Saturday Night Live, The Experience. Tuesday through Sundays, and open late on Wednesday nights at the Museum of Broadcast Communications. Order tickets at museum.tv.